Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, is no cap Nate Thurston. That is what they call me. spitting the truth. And you know what? When you don't spit the truth, you're willing to admit where you were wrong. That, that what makes that's what makes you a class. I act. was still spitting my truth though. Yeah, you know, my yeah. personal lived truth. It's just maybe yeah. you were maybe you're ignorant. Ignorant. You're yeah. ignorant of mm-hmm. what what the actual truth was. I've said where. And so when you found out the truth, you were willing to admit that, and that's why I can call you No Cap Thurston. Yeah, yeah. And plus, you're not wearing a hat today. So no hats. No hat. No Thursday. Cap. No hat, no cap Thursday. We're both wearing green. Mm-hmm. Green shirt um, Thursday. We had we didn't plan this, but I guess you could say in honor of Veterans Day. Yeah. Today is Veterans Day. So a huge thank you to every single veteran that has served in the armed forces, even the people in the Coast Guard. They matter <laughs> too, okay? I feel like they get left out all the time. Okay? Some of the, the best space, movies have been about the Coast Guard. The you Space know? Force? The Marines, all the those Army, Space Force veterans, the Navy, the Armchair yeah. Force, I'm at the Air Force. Um, I'm in favor of joining the Space Force Reserves. I think I could do that. That would be fun. Uh, is there a, uh, this is not to demean anyone that is in the Space Force, but if I were to make it a joke, like, would there be a more, like, worthless <laughs> thing? <laughs> to be, maybe. Um, I'm ready to get called in. Maybe not in 10 for years. Space Force. Maybe yeah. not in 10 years. You never know. Yeah, we say that now for right. sure. But when we need their help, we are going to be relying on Space Force yeah. very heavily. Um, you know, I, since it is Veterans Day, I was going to um, point out a somber thing. If you know a veteran and uh, if they served anything like that, uh, make sure you reach out to them. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that uh, that you appreciate their service. There has been a really big epidemic of veterans committing suicide um especially right you know since 9-11 there's been over 30,000 veteran suicides compared to i think 5,000 something troops that actually died in the middle east so um it's a really big problem somewhere around 20 or 22 a day committing suicide so if you know someone that uh maybe maybe what happened is they lost that meaning and the purpose in their life or maybe they you know keep seeing the same terrible things over and over you just reach out to them tell them that you appreciate them uh tell them that uh, they did a good job and that you love them and ask them out for a beer sometime you know just mm-hmm. do that yeah and look regardless of your stance on the wars obviously you know we're anti-war so it's it's not like we want them to be over there dropping bombs and and killing people or getting killed yeah or suffering from PST. PTSD when they come home, but the truth of the matter is they're still they're still a veteran. Yeah, they still served. They still did what they were told, um, and, and they they were willing to sign the dotted line where most are not. And even in our perfect libertarian utopia, we would need people to serve in the armed forces for purposes of defense. That would still be a thing, and that is what people sign up for. It doesn't matter what your stance is on wars are. I think you can be against the wars. And still like the people that sign up to go fight them. So, all right, the uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is going on right now. I watched it for a little bit today and yesterday. Um, it's a this is a hairy situation. Okay, this is your classic 
hairy situation that mm-hmm. we're in right now because I listen, I think that he should be acquitted. I don't see any reason that he should be found guilty on these charges. If that does happen, it's going to be a bleep show up there. It's going to be a real bleep show. All right. There's a lot of people talking about what it's going to be like if that does happen. Of course, now people are blaming the judge, you know, being against the prosecution. The judge, the judge's phone rang and it was uh, proud to be an American by Lee Greenwood (laughs) during the trial. He didn't have his phone on silent. And so... Anyhow, anyhow, um, I don't think that means that he's biased or is going to call it one way or another. I just I would want a judge that is proud to be an American. You know, well, I mean, Lee Greenwood is the same thing as a anti-vaxxer, yeah. flat earther, MAGA conspiracy hat theorist, wearing. MAGA, mm-hmm. MAGA uh, mm-hmm. wearing, you know, right same wing thing. alternative. They didn't even, he didn't even write that song until, Trump, until Trump commissioned it in, in 2016. Jewish shill Nazi. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, Lee Greenwood is obviously a white supremacist Nazi Jew. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, and that's, that's clearly obvious. And so is the judge since he likes his songs. Let's read a little bit of what's going on right here from the New York Post. Uh, some comments on what happened yesterday. If you didn't see it, I'm not going to play it today, but Kyle Rittenhouse broke down in tears, uh, uncontrollably while he was going through what happened. And it was a very emotional moment in the trial for some people, uh, the people who believe that he was actually emotional about that. And of course, if you were on the left, you magically think that he isn't emotional about this because you've got all these preconceived notions about him being a white supremacist domestic terrorist that was just going out there to shoot protesters that were just exercising their First Amendment rights to burn down other people's stuff. So anyway, the man shot by Kyle Rittenhouse reacts to Kyle Rittenhouse's emotional testimony. This is from Gage Grosskreutz. I heard the prosecutor say it like that, so now that is officially how I'm going to say Grosskreutz. Okay. The lone survivor, not Krauts, no. The lone survivor shot by Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha last year said Thursday he believes the teen's emotional display at his murder trial was mostly about him being upset that he was caught for the shootings. We will talk about why this is a ridiculous stance. Gage Gross Krauts, Kreutz, dang it, Ah, already messed it up first time. A paramedic shot in the arm, that's how he's most remembered, said it was emotional to watch Rittenhouse testify about injuring him and killing two other men last summer as riots broke out. To me, it seemed like a child who was just who just gotten caught doing something that he wasn't supposed to do. More upset that he was caught and less upset about what he had done and what he had taken and the numerous lives that affected through his actions that night. Grosskreutz said on Good Morning America. Now, why is he already on Good Morning America? The trial's not over yet. I know. He just testified a couple days ago. Like, what is going on there? I know. Um, His lawyer, Kimberly Motley, said Rittenhouse's testimony that he acted in self-defense was inconsistent with what unfolded the night. Now, have charges (laughs) been brought against this guy for pointing a loaded firearm at somebody else that he admitted (laughs) to doing? Probably not. That's a good question. Isn't that illegal to do? It's, Last I checked, from what I can tell, as long as you were protesting in favor of Black Lives Matter or Antifa, anything goes. That's fine because I also have not seen numerous trials for all the people that were destroying property or assaulting anyone or doing anything like that either. Joe so, said, "Self-defense, defense." defense. <laughs> 
You know, he was not, this is from Kimberly Motley, he was not, I believe, in imminent fear of danger for his Even own life. Even though I was pointing a loaded gun at his head. <laughs> well, this has to do with some of the other shootings, too. Noting that the team was an active shooter. That's what he was. People need to pay attention to the inconsistent statements from the defendant. However, legal experts have argued that Grosskreutz's own testimony contradicts that argument. When questioned on the stand, Grosskreutz admitted that it wasn't until he pointed his gun at Rittenhouse that Rittenhouse fired at him. <laughs> but he wasn't an imminent danger no there was no and then the other arguments are like well the one guy didn't have a gun the first like i'm not i wasn't gonna pull the trigger yeah i was just pointed at him there's a he should know that he should be able to read my mind and know i wasn't gonna actually shoot him i was so (laughs) shocked when he shot me he should have known (laughs) man um there's a uh there's an annoying thing here that of course whatever side of the aisle you're on you've assigned uh, the blame on whichever side that is. But Rosenbaum, the first guy that he shot and killed, um, was attacking him, was chasing him, was attacking him. And what people say is, well, he didn't have a weapon, so you can't use a gun against him because he didn't have a gun. The obvious problem there is what happens when the guy knocks you out and takes your gun after he had just said a little bit earlier that he was going to kill you. Like the guy just mm-hmm. said that he was going to kill you. Okay, so what happens after that? Then you would go to, well, the blame still on Kyle Rittenhouse for having the gun and being there in that situation. But uh, you can defend yourself still in that situation. And the people that were there breaking the law, destroying property, are still where the blame actually goes down to, in my opinion. Even if you think that he shouldn't have been there, that they shouldn't have been there either. It's similar to the, the hands up, don't shoot michael brown thing that happened where it was like oh well michael brown was unarmed yeah like no that dude was giant and had two fists mm-hmm. last i and checked two arms two arms yeah. two legs mm-hmm. that worked unlike my dad i was making a joke about him being armed mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so, anyhow <laughs> I, I missed that dad joke i'm surprised so it you was could so still good. you could still hurt someone and kill someone i mean with your bare hands well, yeah and once they and you're charging like what happened in the michael brown instance he was he charged the officer and that's the same thing. What happens if he gets your gun? Mm-hmm. Well, then he is. Then he does have a gun. And then the other guy attacked him with a skateboard. Um, uh, we had said earlier uh, last week or earlier this week that someone in Texas had been killed with a skateboard. I think we've all seen the photos. I have actually been fact-checked on that. The guy didn't die. Okay. So, But we do remember the person being beat to within an inch of their life with a skateboard. And then, once again, you don't know, once that happens, what are they going to do with your gun after they just said that they wanted to kill you? Mm-hmm. That's another thing. They should not attack you for being there. And then you say, well, maybe he shouldn't have been there. But then you should also say they shouldn't be there burning shit down either. So that's where the actual chain of events starts, is them doing that. A man and a woman. So I'm going to, uh, uh, this is... In addition, right here, just real quick, the liberals demand new judge in Rittenhouse case after his phone rings during trial with patriotic ringtones. So in our (laughs) continued coverage of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial from the blaze right here, while many of the developments in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse appeared to go south for the prosecution Wednesday, some on the left demanded a new judge after his phone rang during the trial and revealed a patriotic ringtone. On Wednesday, Kenosha County Circuit Court Judge Bruce Schroeder berated the assistant district attorney for Kenosha County and what many saw as a sign that the case was possibly headed towards a dismissal by mistrial. I still would not be surprised if this happens. The attorney decided to bring up in front of the jury that Kyle Rittenhouse 
pled the fifth or decided to not speak uh, when he was arrested. And you can't use that against someone. You, and the judge reminded the attorney of that by yelling at him about how that was clearly obvious and not allowed that you could not try to use. You couldn't try to say that because someone remained silent, that that was an indication that they are guilty. Yeah. Can't do that. All right. That's something a tyrannical government would do. Mm-hmm. All right. In response, many on the left latched on to the idea that the judge's ringtone was evidence that he was biased in favor of Rittenhouse. Among those were former White House photographer during the Obama administration, Pete Souza, who tweeted, mistrial, assign a new judge. The incident was captured by some on vi- the incident was captured by some on video and circulated on social media. Quote, apparently the judge in the Rittenhouse case has Lee Greenwood as his ringtone. That's literally the MAGA national anthem. <laughs> they literally just associate these things that song has been around forever and it's the only famous one by lee greenwood okay 1984 is when the song came out by the way i looked it up they played it they played it at the preds game a couple weeks ago i mean that's because the preds are supporters of donald trump clearly they want to make america great again (laughs) again it's so ridiculous okay lime Laying odds, Rittenhouse defies justice with his white privilege card, which to his amazing luck is accepted by the white judge with the Trump rally opening song as his ringtone. The Trump rally opening song. God bless, quote, God bless the USA is the opening song played at every Trump rally. Lee Greenwood literally sang it at Trump's inauguration. It is the ringtone of the judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial. Every time it rings... The judge just goes back to that time when he was at the Trump rallies and the Trump inauguration. He just goes back to the simpler times way back then. Also, quote, the judge's ringtone this afternoon is a cherry on this turd of a trial. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, points for some comical, uh, comical words there. (laughs) I um. We were talking earlier before the show, which you could have listened to if you had gone to goodmorningliberty.locals.com and chipped in as little as five bucks a month to join this great community right here so you can watch live. We were talking about how is the judge potentially more on the side of the defense in this case? I would I think that's I think that's possible, but only because I've heard him call out a lot of things that like should have been called out. And maybe that you wouldn't normally hear called out, although I don't just sit there watching every single trial that takes place. So I don't know. Uh, so I would say it's my... Well, and he's calling the prosecutors out for doing things they know they shouldn't do. Yeah, yeah. Like blatant, obvious no-nos mm-hmm. in the in the courtroom. Earlier today, they had one of the um, journalists on, stand, on the stand that got some of the main video from this whole thing. And the prosecution was essentially trying to point to the fact that the journalist was biased somehow because he works for like Real America News or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, um, the judge then stopped that as well and said that it wasn't relevant whether or not the journalist was biased because he literally just turned over the video. Like you can't you're you're videoing something that happened, you know. They can't really be biased with a video of something that happened unless when he gave it to them, it was all chopped up and he took out all the times where Kyle Rittenhouse said, yeah, I can't wait to kill you here in a few seconds. I want you to chase after me and I'm going to kill you unless he unless he cut that stuff out, then it's not relevant. Well, he clearly, obviously, since he's biased, he shot it from the perfect angles that would mm-hmm. show written uh, Rittenhouse 
was defending himself. And yeah, that's the problem with this. See, was he, if he was so biased, I would assume he just wouldn't have turned in the video. Yeah. You know, that, that also might've been the thing is a video shows Kyle Rittenhouse shooting people yeah. and killing them. So either way, I think either way this trial goes, it might turn into a riot. Oh yeah. Either way. Yeah. yeah. That's, either way. Uh, because either way, I think either way, who's going to riot if he, uh, if he gets found guilty, you don't think that self-defense people are going to riot. No, they don't riot. Not riot. They only tear apart. Uh, riot might be the wrong buildings. word. Um, yeah. If you don't think they're going to rise up again, rise up. Maybe that's a good word. I'm just over the last uh, year or so, my belief in the fact that uh patriotic, no, oh, I know Jan six happened. <laughs> okay. But over uh, that was them caring about a specific person winning an election that had nothing to do with uh, like freedom and liberty. Mm -hmm. Sorry to say that that was them being mad about the outcome of an election. We're about to have a deck four. So, tech four. so I, I, over the uh, last couple of years with all the COVID stuff and the lockdowns and all that, I have lost my faith in the idea that people on that side of the aisle would rise up and protest against stuff. It's happened a little bit recently with uh, some of the vaccine stuff, but I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. I don't see them going and burning down the city or anything. Maybe city hall, possibly. Maybe the courthouse. I don't know. We'll see. I don't see. I don't know if I see him burning down buildings, but I, I think you'll see something similar to the COVID protest. Armed, yeah. armed folks walking around. Yeah, um, just a big group of domestic terrorists out there exercising the rights. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, well, let's go on to well, the. I, look, I speaking to, of riots, I need to break this up with just two quick personal stories about okay. about my son, because this is from the live group here. Is uh, Joe said that hockey's racist, the rink is predominantly white, and they slap around a black puck. <laughs> but I'll have you know that my son Parker calls it a cookie because from where he's sitting, whether we're at the game or on TV, it looks like they're hitting a cookie around. And I have a hilarious video of him talking about it this morning where he says that he hits the cookie from the left and the right, back and forth, back and forth. And I thought about that because. Um, I said earlier, amen and a woman. Today? Yeah, to one of what you just said. And somebody in the live group pointed out that they liked it. And that's because, you know, I want to be inclusive. Yeah. And I kid you not, I literally have my son every night because I used to say this to him when that first came out. Every night when he says his prayers, he ends it with amen, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get it on video and upload That's it. good. Upload it for y'all. It's so good. That's good. Even last night. I was Some people might lose their minds over that. I was putting him in bed. He goes, he's, he goes in Jesus name. And, and I repeat after him now, cause that's like how I got it going. So I'm like in Jesus name. And he's like, in Jesus name, amen, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh every time. That's good. It's so good. All right. Tell me about, um, you said two personal stories. Is that the whole thing? That was the two. Oh, those are both. Hockey oh. and, yeah, I told you, quick. Get ready here. Tell me Look more about riots here when it comes to New York City. All right, y'all. This is coming from Daily Wire. Thanks, Ben. Um, we haven't run into him yet here in Nashville. We've just been He's so not busy. actually, since he doesn't actually live in Nashville, we wouldn't, don't see him very much. He been, lives in Florida. Been so busy. This Daily Wire is based out of Nashville. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure he's here. We just, yeah. Sometimes we've just been so busy. That's the problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. NYC BLM leader threatens riots, bloodshed, 
if mayor-elect follows through on promise to police. Hmm. So yeah, here you go, guys. This is just a peaceful organization. And uh, oh, But you when know. you're in the right, you know, what mm-hmm. are you going to do? A New York City Black Lives Matter group threatened NYC mayor-elect Eric Adams with riots and bloodshed if Adams restores the New York City Police Department's anti-crime units. The police anti-crime units were dis, uh, disbanded last year in reaction to BLM protests and riots and calls to, defi- to defund police departments. Adams, a Democrat, won election after campaigning on a tough-on-crime agenda and pledging to restore the NYPD's anti-crime units. Adams met with leaders of New York City's BLM movement at Brooklyn Borough Hall. After the meeting, Hawk Newsom, co-founder of BLM of Greater New York, and his sister, Shiavana Newsom, also a co-founder of the group, threatened civil unrest and violence if Adams kept to his campaign pledge. Mm. So what he campaigned on. Just listen to these. Just listen to these nice, mostly peaceful folks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quote, if he thinks that they're going to back back to the old ways of policing, then we are going to take to the streets again. There will be riots, there will be fire, and there will be bloodshed because we believe in defending our people. That's how you defend people, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, never mind that New York City's crime rate is one of the highest it's ever yeah, been. Yeah, I mean, it's gone up uh, 50% or so. so yeah. Um, yeah, but this is all about defending people. Exactly. To keep them safe because the epidemic of... Uh, black people being killed by police, obviously. Quote, so there is no way that he is going to let some Gestapo come in here and harm our people. We pray for peace, but prepare for the worst. His sister added, we will shut the city down. We will shut down City Hall and we will give him hell and make it a nightmare. If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down the system and replace it. And that's what he said. I thought you were making that part up right there. I thought you were saying it as a joke. No, that's literally... No, that's actually a quote. It's yeah. actually what this guy said in June 2020 interview on Fox News. Okay. Um, and he said, all right. And I could be speaking figuratively. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. So that's where he tries to catch himself. He said that he might be speaking yeah. figuratively, or, uh, figuratively or literally. Like, you're the one saying it, dude. It's not really a matter of interpretation. Mm-hmm. You're the one speaking. You literally said, if this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down the system and replace it. Yeah. That's your mostly peaceful protesters and organization, the BLM. That's what they actually stand for. Just listen to what they say. Mm-hmm. It's very obvious what they're about. Yeah. And um, Nicole was saying, good luck to the NYC leftists. I say, let them experience their BS. And, you know, I, I go back and forth on that. I feel like maybe... You're going to get the government that you deserve there, and you're going to get the situation that you deserve. Unfortunately, a lot of us end up getting the government that we deserve because we haven't done enough to stop it. So I would say say that too. Uh, but anyhow, uh, this is not good. This is what you get when people literally will just immediately resort to violence when it's something that they don't like. Keep in mind, nothing bad has happened yet from these things because he hasn't enacted it, you know? He could enact it in the way where like nothing bad happens from it. But they're saying if he if he if they even have the anti crime unit, then we're gonna burn the place to the ground. Not if they do this and then they go unlawfully murder a black person or something like that. If they even have the anti crime unit, we're gonna burn it down. And to it's to protect people. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow. Now look, I don't disagree that they could reduce, you know, interactions, obviously maybe uh, decriminalized drugs and different things that disproportionately hurt 
uh, minorities and really economic status, people in a lower economic status. Um, so they could do those kinds of things when they reinstitute these crime units. But my God, the murders and the, and the rape and the loot and the, the burglary and everything that's completely sky high right now in, in New York City. I mean, New York City's looking like what is in the 70s, mm-hmm. 70s and 80s. Yep, yep, yep. It's not a great place. It's not a good thing, folks. Are you, you sure? You want, like, you want to have a healthy balance because they're going, they're going to be bad actors in society. And what we've said this whole time is that police aren't bad people, right? Even when all this was going on and, and the unjustified murder with George Floyd, that was very obvious. We talked about all this. Um, that what they need to do in policing is reduce the interactions with all the pointless laws and stuff. One, a big one is, is the drug, the war on drugs. Um, other ones that I can think of are like uh, putting somebody in a headlock for trying to sell loose cigarettes. Oh, um, what's wrong with that? What do you mean? Um, or they weren't paying taxes, Charlie. I know. <laughs> I know. Guy deserved to die. So th- those types Taxes of, keep people alive. Those types of things that they could do to in, in policing. Now, if BLM was behind something like that, then it would make actual sense. If they were behind things like, oh, the police shutting down, um, the police shutting down a street vendor because they don't have they didn't they don't have a health inspection code or whatever it may be, like those different types of stupid things when they're feeding homeless people, right? Like yeah. reduce those police interactions and let let the police focus on actual crime uh then i think it would be a good thing and uh something joe just pointed out really good point kyle rittenhouse was practicing community policing and they didn't like that either you think this isn't going to happen when you got community policing out there that's what a lot of people uh, on the blm side of things would would favor i'm going to skip down the list real quick charlie because this is important this thing right here and i'm not going to tell everyone where this is from I'm not going to read this title that I put on it. I have a story. I have a news story that I'm going to read to everyone. And then we're going to talk about it. Okay. But I'm just going to read it to you. And then we're going to talk about it. This is important. I want to make sure that we get through it. I've been holding back on it for a little bit. Vaccine approval. Vaccine. We said vaccine. Got to cut this out of YouTube for sure. For a vaccine to be FDA approved, scientists must gather enough data through clinical trials and large numbers of volunteers to prove it is safe and effective at protecting people against the disease. Once the data is collected, FDA advisors usually spend months considering it. I skipped the first two paragraphs, by the way, because I don't want to lean towards showing you exactly what this is, by the way. So an EUA is much quicker. Only once before has the FDA given a vaccine this lesser standard approval of an EUA, but it was in in an unusual circumstance. Soldiers have sued, claiming a mandatory anthrax vaccine made them sick, and a judge put a hold on the program. The Department of of Defense asked for an EUA that then overrode the court ruling in 2005, so it could continue vaccinating military personnel, this time on a voluntary basis. Otherwise, vaccines have had to go through the entire clinical trial process and FDA approval process, which can take months or years. When the vaccine-making process has been rushed, there have been some bad outcomes. The Cutter Incident. On on April 12, 1955, the government announced the first vaccine to protect kids against polio. Within days, labs have made thousands of lots of the vaccine. Batches made by one company, Cutter Labs, accidentally contained live polio virus, and it caused an outbreak. 
More than 200,000 children got the polio vaccine, but within days, the government had to abandon the program. Quote, 40,000 kids got polio. Some had low levels. A couple hundred were left with paralysis and about 10 died, said Dr. Howard Markle, a pediatrician, distinguished professor, and the director of the Center for the History of Medicine at the University of Michigan. The government suspended the vaccination program until it could determine what went wrong. Another section here called monkey trouble. However, increased oversight failed to discover another problem with the polio vaccine. From 1955 to 1963, I promise there's going to be a point to reading all of this, okay? An, an actual big point to reading all of this. From 1955 to 1963, between 10 and 30% of polio vaccines were contaminated with simian virus 40, SV40. The way they would grow the virus was on monkey tissues, and the monkeys were sick. I'll just skip through that paragraph. Mina believed this issue wasn't adequately pursued. Some studies showed a possible link between the virus and cancer. The CDC, however, said most studies are reassuring and find no link. No current vaccines contain SV40 virus, the CDC says, and there's no evidence of contamination harmed anyone. The epidemic that never was. In 1976, scientists predicted a pandemic of a new strain of influenza called swine flu. President Ford was basically told by his advisors that we have a pandemic flu coming called swine flu that might be as bad as the Spanish flu. Ford was being cajoled to put forward a vaccine that was hastily put together. When you have a brand new strain situation like that, they had to do it on the fly. Ford made the decision to make the immunization compulsory. The government launched a program in about seven months and 40 million people got vaccinated, according to the CDC. That vaccination campaign was later linked to cases of a neurological disorder called Guillain-Barre syndrome, which can develop after an infection or rarely after vaccination with a live vaccine. Unfortunately, due to that vaccine, and the fact that it was done so hastily, there were a few hundred cases of Guillain-Barre, although it's not definitive that they were linked. Uh, the CDC said the increased risk was about one additional case of Guillain-Barre for every 100,000 people who got the swine flu vaccine. Growing distrust in the U.S. <clears throat> it took several incidents for people to start distrusting vaccines. Even after thousands of kids got sick from the first polio vaccine in 1955, when the program restarted, parents made sure their children got vaccinated. They had clear memories of epidemics that paralyzed between 13,000 and 20,000 children every year. This is one reason that I get really annoyed when people say, oh, but you took the polio vaccine when it first came out. One, the first coming out didn't go very well. Second, uh, second number two, uh, there's a little bit different risk-reward analysis. Some were so profoundly paralyzed that they could not even breathe and relied on machines called iron lungs. Parents, quote, parents were pushing their kids to get to the head of the line to get the polio vaccine because they had seen epidemics every summer for years and saw kids in iron lungs and they were terrified. Markle said people's attitudes started to change between 1955 and the problematic 1976 swine flu vaccination project. Okay. A colossally stupid move. Last section. Markle said people's mistrust of the system makes the idea that FDA would rush this process before late stage clinical trials are complete. Colossally stupid. This is one of the most ridiculous things I've heard this administration say, Markle said. All it takes is one bad side effect to basically botch a vaccine program that we desperately need against this virus. It's a prescription for disaster. FDA commissioners said the vaccine decision will be based on data, not politics. This could do substantial damage, Kinch said. Kinch, who is a patient in one of the vaccine trials himself, said the clinical trial process needs to be followed to the end. A too early EUA for a vaccine could cause a nightmare scenario. 
One, the vaccine may not be safe. Two, if it is not safe, people will lose faith in vaccines. Three, if a vaccine does not offer complete protection, people will have a false sense of security and increase their risk. Four, if a substandard vaccine gets an EUA, a better vaccine may never get approval because people will be reluctant to enroll in trials and risk getting a placebo instead of a vaccine. People are going to die unnecessarily if we take chances with this. Now, why do we read all of this? This is from an article called Past Vaccine Disasters Show Why Rushing a Coronavirus Vaccine Now Would Be Colossally Stupid from CNN in September of 2020. Mm. Two months later, it was the best thing ever in the entire world. (laughs) Now, none of what I just said really has anything to do with this vaccine. It has to do with the idea that you should not trust the freaking media ever. They are lying at all times. That is what they do. All right. Always look up stuff you cannot trust what they say. And this is why folks like Kamala Harris and everyone was saying they're not going to get the vaccine by the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. rushed this thing through. Look at all this. Would never do such a thing. And then they so easily flip the script. Yeah. Now, now just so Costco knows that I'm going to, yeah, I'm, he says, I have to mention, or of course I'm going to mention that I am vaccinated. Okay. Due to a binding endorsement contract with Pfizer. That's right. Yeah. Um, you, you have know. to. But it's the microchip making you do it. That's yeah, that's what, what it is. is. My it's mind is being controlled. Yeah. That's, you know, and this, this, that's left, what it is. This left arm is getting heavier <laughs> mm-hmm. by the day. I can't quite figure it out. It starts out. hurting really bad until you mm-hmm. mention that you've been vaccinated exactly. and then the pain now goes away. It's yeah. disappeared. Now it's feeling pretty good. But look, there are uh, there are valid reasons for people to be concerned. Uh, In fact, the media was just fine about making people concerned up until the election. Yeah, up until they knew Biden won. This vaccine was dangerous. If it was substandard, a better one might not be able to get approval. Where'd you it find would, this? I searched something about the... Um, uh, someone had mentioned to me, I, I said something about people vaccinating their kids and it being a bad idea on Twitter. Someone mentioned the polio vaccine. Oh, everyone rushed to get the polio vaccine and you probably got it when you're a kid and everyone's fine with that. And so I just wanted to look up the death rate for polio because obviously there's a different risk reward scenario for that. Okay. This was something that went towards kids. You just heard in the CNN article, 15 to 30,000 kids being paralyzed every year uh, from polio. They remember happening and yeah people were rushing to get it Uh, but it also went through a long time of uh, trials it went through some mistakes Uh, the version that i was given is a lot better and what i told the person was if you're going to make this argument be like you're going to argue against this maybe using the polio vaccine for kids in 1955 is not the best example yeah. to use. Anyway, when I was researching stuff with the polio vaccine, this article came up because it mentioned a lot of stuff with the polio vaccine. Surprise, they still have it up. And then I, that was, so first off, when I saw it, I screenshot all of it really quickly because I was like, they're going to find, they're going to, they're going to see this. They're going to remember that they posted this, but it's still up there from September, 2020. Now, can you imagine, imagine a world where this exact article word for word was posted on the blaze or daily wire in December of 2020 word for word article was posted in December of 2020. What do you think CNN would say about that? Flat earthers. Yeah. They would, they would literally say that they were killing people. Mm -hmm. 
They would say that they were, this was misinformation that needed to be taken off the internet. So really the whole point of reading that was don't trust these freaking people. All that they, they have no principles, nothing. Even if they want to sound nice and virtuous and everything, when they're writing some of their other articles, there is no virtue at all. There's only politics. There's only clicks. That's all it is. That's there's all they only, actually care about. There's only signaling. Yeah. It's only virtue signaling. Yeah. <laughs> not actual virtue. And, uh, of course, um, yeah, let me, um, I will post this as well. Uh, if you have time, we can go into, uh, another one, the food bank thing, if you want to, or we could just yeah. do whatever you want to do. Well, and let me just really quickly say, this is why I've been, I've been against government mandates the whole time. Yeah. The entire time. And while I still, I will still say I encourage people to get the vaccine because I do think it, it's safer for you to get it than it is not. We don't know. There are so many unknowns with this thing. You have no idea. I have no idea to having taken the vaccine, what it's actually going to mean in 20 years, but I am willing to take that risk. I was willing to take that risk for several circumstances. Okay. Um, my, my family being the, the number one, uh, concern. And so you have to weigh those options and people should be allowed to weigh those options. My Whether family, the live group calls me a paid shill <laughs> or whatever it is. I wish we were getting paid for this Pfizer yeah, promotion right now. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's probably so we don't get deplatformed. Look, we've already been, you know, demonetized <laughs> and stuff anyway. It doesn't really Demonetized matter. on Facebook. We can't put this part on YouTube, but it is for making the, it is for making the argument. I do think it's a valuable part of the argument. Like I said, I consider getting it myself solely so I could make the argument and not be called an anti-vaxxer. Mm-hmm. Literally, I considered getting the vaccine for that purpose. That was it. Not for any risk or anything like that. I I want to do that. So I, I do see the value in being able to talk about that. So anyhow, um, just ask yourself how truthful the media is. And when you arrive at it's not, then, hey, we're all on the same page. All right. That's good. Um, do you want to go into the next one or are you good? Which one? Food banks? Uh, the food banks thing, I think, is a nice uh, uh, economic structure lesson that we're get, being given right now. So maybe we get in with that if you want to. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good to me. This coming from the AP, you know, so it's directly from the source here. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. food banks struggle to feed hungry amid surging prices. Imagine that. U.S. food banks already dealing with increased demand from families sidelined by the response to the pandemic. You put that in there. <laughs> I know you did that. Yeah. It actually says U.S. food banks already dealing with increased demand from families sidelined by the pandemic. Nate put the response to the pandemic. Now face a new challenge. Surging food prices and supply chain issues walloping the nation. The higher cost and limited availability means some families may get smaller servings or substitutions for staples such as peanut butter, which some food banks are buying for nearly double what it cost two years ago. What happens when food prices go up is food insecurity for those who are experiencing it just gets worse. Food banks that expanded to meet unprecedented demand brought on by the pandemic and the response to it won't be able to absorb forever food costs that are two to three times what they used to be, she said. Supply chain disruptions, lower inventory and labor shortages have all contributed to increased costs for charities in which tens of millions of people in the U.S. rely on for nutrition. Donated food is more expensive to move because transportation costs are up and bottlenecks at factories and ports make it difficult to get all kinds of goods. You know what I came to after this was 
this, I mean, it's, we're not in that situation, but in socialism, you run out of food. Okay. You're not able to get it anymore. And what we're seeing right now is even the people that are giving food away, they still have to buy it somehow or get it donated, which still you got to pay someone on a truck to bring it somewhere. And those costs are going up too. And inflation is getting so high right now that the food banks can't buy the food to give away to people. And this is something that happens. You know, this might not be on a grand national scale with no one being able to find food, but I think it starts right here. Not saying that that's where we're going. I'm just saying you got a little signal right here, even getting it for free. They can't afford to get it for free. Well, and this is what we talked about a long time ago as well when this whole pandemic started, is there is more than one way for people to die. Mm -hmm. What about the economic impact that we're having on businesses shutting down, you know, the the surplus of quantitative easing, which causes inflation, which all... Which they said wouldn't happen. Inflation is not going to happen. It's transitory. It's just going to. And now, then it was temporary. transitory. And now, now they're saying inflation is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. That means the economy's booming. We have permanent transitory inflation right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And so they do. They they say all these things, but from the beginning, we've said there are multiple ways people die. Economic bad economics is the number one. Mm-hmm. By the way, and and you now I saw Jordan Peterson talk about this on the Rubin Report. By the way. Uh, the, one of the videos you sent me, the second part. Oh, that, that clip was good. Can I play that clip real quick? Yeah, you play go ahead that and clip I'll bring it up. real quick because what he was talking about was climate change, right? And they want to spend so many trillions of dollars on climate change. It's like, okay, well, what what do you do, right? The, oh, that's is, not the clip I was going to bring up. <laughs> what? Oh, you can play that later. I was going to bring but, up the f bomb. <laughs> no, I was I was I was talking about when he was talking about what are you going to do? Sacrifice the poor old people because when you when you make energy so expensive who who suffers that consequence poor old people because old people can't stand the heat or the cold and they're they're too poor to get the clean energy well the government's just going to pay for everything yeah so of course no problems there Mm -hmm. at all um shield your children if you don't want them hearing jordan peterson drop an f-bomb this is uh, through i put it in the white pill category to start with but he was talking about the fact that he got the vaccine okay so people would leave him alone all right, now we'll just end with this nice little clip from Jordan Peterson. It's like 15 seconds long. Hopefully this will play. I've never played something off a of Discord before. But we'll- and people took me to task for that. And I thought, all right, I'll get the damn vaccine. Here's the deal, guys. I'll get the vaccine. You fucking leave me alone. And did that work? No. So st- stupid me. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'd never heard him drop an F-bomb before. Hey, look, and people didn't leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie's still getting bothered every day. Remember what, yeah. he, what he was talking about there with uh, Ruben and everyone, I don't think he's released the episode yet, but there is a 10-minute video up on YouTube, was that in Canada, uh, you can't even leave if you're not vaccinated now. And then you got to come back too. But you got to take tests. You got to wear your mask still everywhere. And he's like, I got, I got vaccinated. It's time to leave me alone. All right. But that's not what's happening. This is a forever thing. This is why we still talk about this every day. This is a forever thing unless we somehow crack in the people's minds and tweak back the fear just a little bit or the control or whatever it is. We our economy will be dictated by people's response to covid for the next decade or longer. That's why we have to continue talking about this. That's just going to be the case. This won't stop. Every time there's an uptick in the numbers, 
the masks and the mandates and all that are going to come right back because people have been okay with it. So it's, it's going to have to stop one way or another. That's why we got to keep talking about it, even though it's very annoying and I'm over it, mm. super over it, but I love it. <laughs> you just love I it. I just, I just love it. Yeah. I'm here for it. That's part of that microchip making him say that. Mm. So I'm just, I can't, I can't do anything else, but love it. <laughs> I love it. I, I really love All it. All right, let's go. I can't stop saying it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, if you enjoy today's episode or if you enjoyed it and you enjoy it still, both. If you do, do, if you do those two things, then you should share the show with a friend and an enemy and the children and share it with men and women alike uh, with trans and non-binary, uh, the Jews <laughs> and everyone else. Just... Just share it. That's what I'm trying people to get at. People plus. People plus. Yeah. Yeah. Share it with your dog. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe they want to listen to it. You never know. Never know when dogs are going to evolve to the point where they can actually understand <laughs> what we're saying. So you might as well start feeding them now. Okay. So share it. That The point of this Are is. you lumping in the, the trans that you mentioned in dogs right now? Like, oh, even no. dogs. No, the point of this is you should share it with, with okay. everyone. Leave us, right. a rating, leave us a rating and review and make sure you are subscribed or following. If you do all of those things, go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com, go to mastermytrades.com. If you do all of that, and I mean all of it, we'll be back again tomorrow for some dumb bleep. I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning liberty. Liberty.